0: Georgia's coast is made up almost entirely of marshland, so all that grass and all that vegetation produces uh, qualities that affect the flavor of those uh, those
1: oysters. When it comes to the foods you have to work to eat, few things have a payoff as delicious and satisfying as an oyster. In Decatur, Georgia, the Kimball House offers a wide variety of farm-fresh oysters from all over the country, but their approach to the industry is uniquely Southern. That's where the fork in the road is taking us today.
0: I came from the mud, there's dirt
1: on my hands. Strong like a tree, there's roots where I stand. I'm David Zelski, and this is the Fork in the Road podcast, presented by Georgia Grown and the fine folks at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Each episode, we feature stories from Georgia's farmers, fishermen, merchants, artisans, chefs, and others who help provide Georgia-grown products to folks in the Peach State and beyond. Today, we are six miles east of downtown Atlanta in Decatur, Georgia. We are here to talk with Brian Rackley. He's one of the founders of Kimball House, an award-winning oyster restaurant right off the Decatur Square. Kimball House provides a thoughtfully curated selection of the best oysters the country has to offer along with a stellar wine list and expertly crafted cocktails that have been recognized by the James Beard Award Foundation. The cozy environment here makes it the perfect date night destination to top off a cool evening stroll in bustling downtown Decatur. And as Brian explains to me, the mission of Kimball House is more than just great food.
0: We are uh, focused on... Number one, uh, making people happy. Number two, sustainability, uh, sourcing, making sure that what we're doing is the right thing for the people that we're leaving this restaurant to when we are
1: gone. Kimball House opened in 2013, but the space was originally a train depot built in 1891. Brian says the history of the building itself gives it part of its magical quality.
0: The building is special honestly because it's a a building from 1891 and frankly at at the base level you just don't really get a lot of that in atlanta there's not a lot of old structures that you could turn into a restaurant uh, at this point so the fact that we were able to take this building and implement our vision and and have it be something that was really just greater than all of us as people it's really just kind of taken on this like this uh this entity um and I don't think that we could have done that with a new space there's something kind of magical about going back in time when you walk into this space uh and sit down at the bar and eat oysters speaking of those oysters if you're a fan Kimball House is
1: an absolute bucket list spot they boast an unreal variety of oysters from oyster farms around the country They even started harvesting and offering their own oysters in 2022 when Brian and his partners created Shiny Dimes Oysters, a burgeoning oyster farm located in Spring Creek, Florida. At Kimball House, even though their oysters come from all over, for Brian, his heart lies in the aquaculture of the South.
0: We buy uh, oysters that are farmed from all four corners of the United States. Um, we have a very rich focus um, here in the South as of a few years ago. I work with a nonprofit that's regional called Oyster South. Um, we do a lot of fundraising, a lot of awareness, and a lot of promotion for aquaculture in the southeast Um, and we've seen that work very well all the way from Alabama down through Florida and now we're kind of ticking up around the east coast and uh, there's a very good aquacultural programs happening in North and South Carolina and uh, hopefully we are going to see some more stuff here in the state of Georgia in the next couple years. Now, if you're an
1: oyster aficionado like producer Jeremy, you know all about the nuances and subtleties in the flavor profile of different varieties. Recipe Bay, very nice. That flavor differs based on where the oysters are harvested, but as Brian tells me, that's not all. I mean,
0: there's just so much variation. I mean, you can, you can have variation from one oyster all year long from month to month, you can get different things away. Uh, in terms of like what you're perceiving in terms of vegetation and uh, seafloor and all the things around it that are affecting the flavor of that oyster. Um, So it really depends on species and harvest location. Georgia's coast is made up almost entirely of marshland. So all that grass and all that vegetation produces uh, qualities that affect the flavor of uh, of those oysters. I often notice that there's this like a sort of spring onion or breakfast radish or elements like that that, uh, that make that oyster really bright. Um, and I think that that's what you're looking for in any oyster. Salt is great. Salt is in every single oyster, regardless of whether you know, it's a high salinity harvest location or a low salinity harvest location, but you know, it's really neat when you have something can, that can set your, uh, your oysters apart from the region next to yours, and, and that's why you know, I, those profiles that I get out of Georgia oysters are very much different from the next closest region, which is South Carolina. And the environment in which the oysters are grown also affects their look. The seafloor is going to have a profound effect on the color of the oyster. The, the type of mud or the type of substrate that you're, that you're, uh, you're dealing with will, uh, will change oysters from, from one harvest area to the other in terms of their color. Growing in, in super muddy areas, which is what most of those marshes are, I find it interesting that they would take on this color. I would expect Georgia oysters to have kind of a darker color, but right now these are t- uh, coming in with more of a reddish color. But that can change throughout the year depending on what's, uh, what's in the water, what's growing in the water from like a, a vegetation point of view.
1: These farm-grown Georgia oysters are as beautiful to look at as they are to eat. So what are they served with? Well, at Kimball House, they keep the presentation sparse and try to let the flavor of the oysters do the talking.
0: If crackers and cocktail sauce are your thing then you have every right to do so and you are not wrong for doing so but for our oysters we offer simply lemon and mignonette um, just something to uh, add a little nuance to the salinity in the oyster but what we really try to discourage is for masking the flavor of the oyster so this is how we dress ours we've got a mignonette that is a apple cider vinegar and champagne vinegar that's infused with shallots and peppers and then we also offer lemons We just try to encourage people to eat oysters with as little additions as possible so they can experience what that water, where they were harvested, what that water tastes like. When you eat this oyster, you are literally consuming the marshes of Georgia. Now when it comes to farming
1: oysters compared to harvesting them from the wild, Brian says that farming actually allows for a product consistency which his customers really appreciate.
0: One of the things that farming gives you some control over is consistency. So I mean if you look at these they might have some variation from shell to shell but they're all basically the exact same size and the fact that you are able to split your bags up and control the density of the sheer number of oysters growing in each Cage or bag gives you an opportunity to produce something that's that's fairly consistent, and you know that's that's what people will look for when they when they spend money in restaurants or bars or or even at uh, you know fast food. People just want consistency. They want stuff that's you know looks the same and tastes the same time and time again. And the fact that you can produce stuff that looks like this and uh, starts to appear as if it came off of a printer instead of out of out of nature gives you a, a better opportunity to win guests over year round. With
1: impossibly delicious food and a layout recognized by Dwell Magazine as one of the 10 best designed bars in America, Kimball House has earned its place as one of the most popular eateries in the metro Atlanta area. Don't believe me? Pause this podcast and try to get a reservation for two at seven tonight. Go ahead. I'll wait. Okay, better luck next time. But keep trying, and get in when you can. Trust me, it's well worth it. The oysters are, of course, the talk of the town. But Kimball House's dedication to quality and freshness reaches all parameters of their food. They even grow some of the produce they use right there on site. Doesn't get much fresher than that.
0: When we opened this space and we knew we had a little bit of property around us, we know that working with chefs, Having their hands on food, even if it's like on a a very small level, having their hands on food that they're actually a part of the the life cycle of is a big deal for them. To have figs and raspberries and blackberries and, you know, and now we just, we just turned over our garden over here and it's got tatsoi and bok choy and some, uh, uh, some turnips in there and uh, the, the ability to go out and harvest stuff on a daily or weekly basis. I think it's really just like a meditative process for the people that work here to step outside of the restaurant, get fresh air, bring in some produce is something that, you know, keeps people, uh, centered when they're at work.
1: Kimball House shows a love for their industry that really makes the state of Georgia proud. And as long as adventurous upstart farms keep blasting ahead on the oyster frontier, Kimball House will serve the results to hungry customers.
0: Hopefully within the next two or three years we were able to bring on a lot more farmers. You know, we'll, we'll sponsor them as soon as they're in a position to sell us stuff. So we just look forward to a future where there's more people Experiencing the opportunity to grow oysters and to bring them to our our restaurant. Our guests love them, and we can't wait to share that with them. For more stories like
1: this one, you can watch A Fork in the Road on GPB TV or anytime on the GPB.org website. GPB.org slash podcasts is where you can listen to and subscribe to this podcast or download it on your favorite podcast platform. I'm David Zelski. Thanks for listening to a fork in the road.